Hi, this is Feed Play Love, the parenting podcast that you can fit in your pocket. Short, informative and interesting interviews about everything from toilet training to how emotion coaching works. I'm your host, Siobhan Hunt. The next interview is one of the diamonds from our archive. Enjoy. This week, we've heard a lot about perinatal depression and anxiety in mothers, but it's something that has a significant impact on new dads as well. Around one in 10 will get depression before or after the birth of their child. Dr. Vijay Roach is an obstetrician and gynaecologist at the Mater Hospital in North Sydney, and he's also the chair of the Gidget Foundation, an organisation that aims to raise awareness about perinatal depression and anxiety. Hi, Vijay. Welcome to the show. Morning, Siobhan. So one in 10 sounds like a significant amount of men who are going through postnatal depression, but it's not something you hear about postnatal depression in men. Why not? Well, I think that generally speaking, we've always been reluctant to talk about mental illness occurring amongst men. Men are supposed to not show their emotions. They're supposed to be strong and stable, and they're supposed to be supportive of their partners when they're pregnant. And so we've really failed to recognise that they can also be going through an emotional upheaval. We, we talk about the risk factors for women. I'm assuming that for men, some will be the same, but some will be different. What are the risk factors for men in experiencing depression before or after the birth of their child? I think that you'd start off by recognising that generically men could be at risk of mental illness, that they're not protected from that disease. Their partners could be going through a mental illness and that can affect their own. It could relate to their own upbringing. The fact that they may have a sense of losing their partner during the pregnancy or after birth and uh, and then the responsibility. Having a baby is the single greatest life-changing event for any human being. And so that can uh, make an enormous difference. I think that uh, men also have different expectations and large expectations upon them. They're expected to be a provider and to be a good husband and to be a good father. And I think that the modern man is expected to participate a lot more in the process of pregnancy, to be available at the time of birth, to be a good and supportive father. And so he's taking on new roles, but without genuine acknowledgement from the system, because the system appropriately is concentrating on women during that time. And so how do men experience postnatal depression? Is it the same as women in terms of feeling hopeless, um, being, I suppose, emotional, possibly being angry? Uh, do we know if it manifests differently for men? I think it's reasonable to say that for most men they experience it silently in the sense that they suppress those feelings or they have difficulty in expressing those feelings directly. So they don't, so that men are, are less likely to say that they feel anxious or less likely to say that they'll feel down. And then the outward manifestation of that emotion can be irritability, it can be anger, Occasionally, it can be violence. It can be intolerance of their partner and inability to understand why their partner can't function. It can be them not functioning at the same level when they're at work. And this might be noticed by their employer, for example. So men will have a, a different way of expressing it and unfortunately, often a very destructive way of expressing it. And if not addressed, then it becomes worse and there is even the risk of them harming themselves in some way. 
And of course, um, the partner who is possibly at this stage the main carer of the baby might just find it all too much to recognise what's happening for their partner. I mean, how do we how do we capture men that are going through this experience? Yeah, I think that's a really good question because we need to begin during pregnancy. So we need to recognise that when we're looking after someone during pregnancy or that, that we're looking after that woman and we're looking after her partner as well and we need to talk to them and address them and involve them in the conversation. We need to speak about the potential for perinatal anxiety and depression in men so that it becomes less of a taboo subject. It's addressed now, I think, in antenatal classes. There are different ways that we try to reach men. So there's a a doctor in Newcastle, Richard Fletcher, who's begun a program where men can receive SMS alerts on their phone, giving them simple messages about becoming a father and what that might involve, how they might relate to their partner or how they might relate to their child. That was seen as a novel way of beginning a conversation with fathers. Men communicate with each other and communicate with the world in a different way, and so we need to find unique ways of talking to men. Just thinking about my own experience of having children, I know that for me it was a really intense time, and for our relationship it was a really intense time as well. Is it something that we need to be aware of, particularly as friends and family, of partnerships that are having babies? Because um, potentially when you're in it together, it can be hard to see that it's not just the lack of sleep that's making life hard. I think back to my own experience, which is now 24 years ago when our first child was born. My wife was unwell with uh, perinatal anxiety and depression. I was ridiculously busy at work. I couldn't understand why she couldn't function and nobody explained it to me. And even when we got to the point where her disease was recognised, nobody actually asked me how I felt. And, And I think that that was a big failure of the system, but as you've just pointed out, also a failure of those around. And I think that we don't ask men how they feel. Maybe we're afraid of the response. Maybe men just brush that off. But my feeling is is that if I had been given that opportunity, if someone had actually asked me, I probably would have responded. I probably would have opened up. And I would have liked the opportunity to share my feelings or express my frustrations. But instead what happened is that the only person, as you said, who... I could turn to actually didn't have the capacity to look after me because she was looking after herself and looking after our children. What should men be looking out for if they're listening now? What should they be looking out for in themselves if they're concerned they might have postnatal depression? I think what's happened to men is that they've gone through a transition. So the first thing to acknowledge is that that transition has occurred, that you have had this great life-changing event, that you do have this deep sense of responsibility, that the things that you enjoyed in your relationship with your partner or in life in general aren't lost forever, but that, that, that it's changed. And adaptation to change is difficult for all of us. And so if there is a sense of loss, a sense of grieving for the things that you might have had, and it might be intimacy with your partner, it might be the freedom to go out when you wanted to, then know that that's happened and that's okay to feel sad about that or disappointed about that or frustrated with that. 
if you feel that those feelings are persistent, and I think that's really the most important thing when it comes to anxiety or depression. We all feel anxiety or depression transiently. But if those feelings are persistent, if they're not going away, and if you're having difficulty finding enjoyment in the things that you would usually find enjoyment in or in your new baby or in your relationship with your partner, then you have to ask yourself whether your mental health is okay and then look for opportunities to talk about it. You can start with your general practitioner. General practitioners may uh, advise you to be referred to a psychologist, occasionally a psychiatrist, but those services are available. And the other thing to do, I think, is to access things like websites and, uh, and this SMS program so that you have an outlet, a, a way of being heard. It just made me think when we're talking about um, men in particular and the way that the information is focused on, on women and how they can access support. Is this fundamentally about the other partner in the relationship who hasn't borne the child and given birth to the child? I'm thinking about um, same-sex couples and how they might experience postnatal depression. Do you think that this advice in terms of how it can affect fathers in a relationship can also affect um, when there are two mums or when there are two dads and there's a surrogate or there's some other way that child has come into the family when they're babies. Absolutely, and that is so important. A parent is a parent is a parent. Your gender doesn't matter. And I think that, in ironically, by failing to recognise the importance of the, of the partner, we then put additional pressure on the person who bore the child. And we do see women, men, same-sex couples, parents who adopt, all experiencing perinatal anxiety and depression so that the prevalence exists amongst all of those groups. Admittedly, we don't really understand what the cause is of perinatal anxiety and depression. We can't measure a hormone or find some other definite uh, reason why it occurs. But even if we come back to the simple concept of adjustment, of going from one phase of your life to the next one, then your gender doesn't determine whether that's going to happen to you or not. So it's really, really important that we use an umbrella term for everyone who are parents. Well, VJ, thank you so much for speaking with us today. We really appreciate hearing all about this. And we'll put some links up on our website to some places that people can get help. I'm assuming men can obviously, um, and partners can obviously call Panda. That's somewhere they can call as well if they can't get into their GP straight away. Yeah, so Panda offers a, a helpline, a telephone helpline, and uh, Beyond Blue, certainly for those who feel some urgent need and lifeline if you're feeling at risk of harming yourself. And then the Gidget Foundation website has a lot of useful links. But I think the real message and the message of the Gidget Foundation is start talking. And while, in a sense, we began by applying that to women, I think it's really important that we apply that to men and that men should talk to each other and to those around them. VJ, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks, Siobhan. That's Dr VJ Roach. He's an obstetrician and gynaecologist at the Mater Hospital in North Sydney and he's also the chairman of the Gidget Foundation. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. I'd love to hear from you, so if you'd like to get in touch, email me at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.